Welcome to Here Comes Yesterday, a weekly 15-minute podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead with your host, Frank Corrado. Today's podcast is titled Euro Love Story. No, I'm not penning a love letter to the European currency, but I am going to engage in a probably foolhardy attempt to talk here on the radio, whoops, I mean podcast, about television shows you've most likely never seen. I'm here to honor and celebrate European television programming. I'm talking about cop shows, comedies, melodramas, love stories. Why? Simply because they're just so damn good, especially in comparison with so much of what we watch here in American TV. Judging by their growth, the streaming services have definitely attracted bored TV viewers who think cable hasn't cut it. Do we really want to watch those dozens of shows? Kenny, the exterminator, cops, the real wives of whatever that do nothing to improve the quality of our lives? Having grown up with television from its earliest days, my opinion of good television harkens back to shows like The Twilight Zone, The U.S. Steel Hour, The Loretta Young Show, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, comedies like The Texaco Star Theater, Jackie Gleason, God, I used to laugh so much at his characters, Ozzie and Harriet, and then Dragnet, The Westerns, oh, The Westerns, I gotta tell you, I recall, and you probably won't believe this, a short-lived Western. I don't remember its name. It was produced live, yes, live, on television back on NBC, I believe, back in the 50s. That's just amazing to think about. Can you imagine the chutzpah it took to produce this kind of a show? And of course, there was Lucy and Jack Benny and on and on. What a time for television. If you click through shows on the major and minor networks today, with a memory of the 50s and 60s, you just shake your head at what passes for comedy or drama. As the ratings show, the TV action these days is on streaming services like Netflix, Amazon, Disney, Hulu, and so on. My experience with Netflix must reflect my advanced age because I find it so dark, so much of a dreary, in a word, not very uplifting, and with few exceptions, not a lot of fun. Uplifting, enjoyable, those are my criteria. I think the best American TV done in recent memory was the HBO series The Wire, and I still think it's wonderful. But I now believe the best series of all time anywhere was done in France during the last decade. It's simply called A French Village, and it's a story of the Nazi occupation of one small town in World War II in France. What makes a French village so terrific are the characteristics that make all European TV so good. First and foremost, stories written from a very humane point of view. When I watch our own TV here in the U.S., I find that actors tend to skew younger, the dialogue is stilted or silly, maybe trite is the word, the plots are predictable, there's too many people getting shot, actually killed, the shows seem kind of mean. They just seem to lack heart. They lack empathy. Watching the French village brings you the essence of how the Nazis took over the lives of people in France in a chilling, truly evil way. 
literally, I watched these series white-knuckled through the seven seasons it was on, often exhausted because of the show's heartbreaking story of people pushed to the limit in life and death situations. And the characters in your OTV are real. They look like real people, not like they just came out of makeup. Euro TV is not necessarily like the British television that we watch on PBS. Brits do some great stuff. Downton Abbey, anyone? No, I'm talking about the shows that PBS generally is afraid to bring us. Shows with, are you ready, subtitles. I hear this all the time. Oh, I don't like them. They're too hard to follow. Well, not really. Sorry, friends, they are not hard to follow. You get used to them quickly. I actually think they're a lot easier to follow than the soundtracks of lots of American movies and British ones. Oh, they're even worse. By the way, I don't know what the criteria is for the Academy Award for Sound, but, well, the music often drowns out the words in many of these shows when you can even hear the words. Actually, you can't hear the words. Everybody mumbles, hey, it's art, huh? But if you've got subtitles, no problem. I'm not saying that there are not bad Euro TV shows, but not so many. And then there are the settings. Europe is an incredibly beautiful place. There are endless great settings, mountains, coastlines, quaint towns, famous landmarks, something other than L.A. or New York backdrops. I'm especially taken with all the Euro TV shows that are set on or near water. Then there are the technical aspects that bring those beautiful locations to life. The camera work, the editing. Oh, it's wonderful. When I first started working with film cameras and television news back in the 60s, I remember our film cameras had ingenue lenses. Yes, made in Paris. Like many people, I used to think we invented the movies. Nope, it was the French. Look it up. It's the Lumiere brothers. Recently, on Euro TV, there has been an increasing number of shows creatively using drone cameras to capture the natural beauty. Amazing stuff, I've got to tell you. And then there's simply the wonderful camera work uh, and the creative editing on almost every show. You know, at age 19, I started an on-the-job learning experience as a 16-millimeter film news cameraman for a small TV station. Over time... I moved into writing and directing business films, known back in the day as industrials. So I have a feel for kind of what goes into this stuff. But my heart is really with the idea people and the writers who dream this stuff up. And as I watch shows these days, I am seeing production from places like the Czech Republic, Finland, Estonia, Turkey, and most recently Lebanon and Hungary. Pretty amazing. Of all the different shows I've seen, I am especially high on French television. Over the past few years, I've seen series on the following topics, heart theft, murder, and love stories set in interesting geographic areas, chefs, seminarians, a nightclub in Kabul, a series of spoofs on Agatha Christie mysteries, and a detective who's also a wine expert. Granted, the Norwegians have come up with one of the sassiest lawyer shows of all times, as well as a dark drama series about a neighborhood where everybody has a seriously bad past. The Germans, and I include the Swiss here, have some first-rate crime series, 
one of which involves an undertaker. Very funny. Then there is the Tatort, or roughly translated crime scene series from Germany, which is actually an umbrella for a number of different shows and has been running since 1970. One of them, Borofsky, is about a lonely, grumpy, awkward guy, much like the Swedish show Beck, but it's set in Germany. Another tattered show, set in Hanover, features maybe the most beautiful detective I've ever seen, Lynn Bloom. Her real name is Maria Furtwangler, not so easy a name. And when I looked up her real-life bio, I found she is not only an actress, she's an MD, a medical doctor, she has two children, and is married to a German publishing billionaire. Now there's a bio for an actress. An interesting, beautiful, and a funny name to boot. Maria Furtwängler plays one of the many strong-willed women featured in these Euro detective shows, women like Caroline Proust, who plays Laurie, the hard-edged detective boss, on one of Europe TV's most popular shows, seen in 90 countries, titled Engrenage, or Spiral, as we call it in the U.S., and then there is Audrey Fleureau, a redheaded beauty who is incredibly versatile and is most memorable to me in playing one of the most amoral human beings I've ever witnessed in the series Spiral and in also The French Village. And then there's also the strong female types who play judges, quirky detectives, uh, female journalists, and even political leaders. The proliferation of strong female characters seems to be increasing, as in a new series from Lebanon about a young woman who's coming out of an 11-year-old coma from a bomb blast, another series from Scotland, scripted in Gaelic, no less, about an attorney returning to her hometown. That's a major recurring theme in Euro TV, by the way, coming back to the hometown to deal with the family and friend problems that caused you to leave in the first place. Yes, many of these plots are often rooted in family, in national traditions, local history. A lot of plots are about incidents that have happened uh, many generations back. They speak of a sense of history, which I find almost non-existent in American TV, though I'm sure someone will correct me on this. European plot lines also do a great job on white-collar crime, a series like Pank, which is Estonian for bank which is very much like our movie, The Big Short. And then there are the other series about corrupt local politicians, like the truly offbeat German comedy series, Welcome to Hildenfang, and an equally chilling story of East Germans navigating the end of communist rule. Going back to comedy, Arde Bern Madrid, set in Spain, focuses on the later years of Ava Gardner and her decline. What an idea. When I reflect on the various storylines and themes in Eurotelevision, I start lamenting the kind of students we're turning out in our film schools on the West Coast. It's kind of sad. Some of the telling differences in these Euro TV police shows include a reluctance by the police to shoot people. That really stands out. A Euro cop will let a bad guy get away rather than fill a fleeing car with lead. Interrogations are often very direct and informal, but they're tempered with empathy. Maybe this is the result of all that killing that took place in Europe during two world wars, 
whatever the reason, it sets a good example for all of us in these gun-crazy times. When it comes to comedy, uh, I don't think anything can surpass a quirky Italian series called The Mafia Only Kills in Summer, which is set in Palermo in 1970s and is about a 10-year-old boy who witnesses the mafia's oppression. Actually, that's not very funny. Through his crazy family and his obsession with a 10-year-old girl named Alice. Another favorite comedy is a series of takeoffs by the French, of course, on Agatha Christie. The three main characters are a dapper but often clueless detective, his Mickey Spillane-style blonde secretary, and a redheaded journalist on a moped. What an ensemble. If nothing else, I hope you by now get the idea, at least, of the amazing variety that's available on Euro TV. I would add two Danish series that are illustrating this point even more. One is called The New Nurses, which is set in the early 20th century and is a charmer of a story about the first group of men to become nurses. How's that for a topic? And another series at about the same time covering the fight there for suffrage in a male-dominated Denmark. Both really fun and heartwarming. Speaking of heartwarming, there's another series from Ireland with a cast-speaking Gaelic, or Irish as they call it, but who cares since we have subtitles. It's about local politics. It's called The Running Mate, and it's just great fun to watch. At present, I'm watching a series about the Bauhaus movement in Weimar, Germany, after World War I, where a young woman has to fight her way into a creative art scene dominated by men. Europeans do a great job of dealing with social issues without being preachy like we are. When I watch Euro TV, I'm transported back to the early joy and wonder of the television I grew up with. It's not perfect. I chuckle sometimes at how many American pop songs I've never heard of are used to punctuate story points. I also notice how the F word has become more prevalent in scripts and how there is less skin, I mean bad body parts, now than there were in more relaxed times. Maybe that's part of the new hope by Euro TV producers to reach a wider market or be more American. Nonetheless, Euro TV is such a long step ahead of what we're doing here, it's almost embarrassing. I know international movies are, in general, becoming more recognized by the Oscars and are being streamed more, and that is certainly a good thing. Very recently, I saw a movie of the week from France about an out of work. 50-year-old engineer living with his cleaning lady's sister who wants to get him out of the house and into a job. She arranges a nanny, or as they call it, a manny gig for him with her boss at an employment agency. The attractive boss needs someone for her precocious 10-year-old nerdy son and so sets in motion a hilarious plot that ends in the engineer setting up a training program for male nannies and a love story, of course, between the engineer and the employment agency owner. Here's the thing. The French know love, and they know how to use it to make us feel great at the end of a movie. And I can't tell you how good it feels by the last scene of so many stories like this one. I just want to say that my evening time in front of the TV set is so much more enjoyable these days. Euro TV, watch it. Put a little more fun back in your life. That's it for now.
You've been listening to Here Comes Yesterday, a podcast full of useful memories for dealing with the world ahead. Your ideas and reactions can also be very useful. Contact Frank Corrado via email at corrado at c4m.com. That's C-O-R-R-A-D-O at the letter C, the number 4, the letter M, dot com. This is Mel Zellman. Thank you for listening, and catch us next time.